I'm David Cross, and you may know me from my election integrity work, but I also own U.S. Asset Management, an investment advisory practice. I've been an advisor for nearly 30 years, and one of the questions I get asked most frequently is, do I have enough money relative to other people my age? And while that's an interesting question, it's also the wrong question. The right question is, is do you have enough money to sustain your lifestyle for the rest of your life? This is a question you should know the answer to. This is what we do. Check us out at us-am.com and look for our Big Proud American Eagle logo. It is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. What you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. I rise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. Welcome back to Information Operation. We are pleased and uh, lucky to have Liz Harris with us. She's a former state legislature in Arizona and been highly involved in election integrity efforts. Uh, welcome, Liz. Thanks for coming on. Hi, great to be here. Thanks for having me. So you come highly recommended from people I trust. So um, give us an overview. Our audience may not know you. So tell us, tell us who is Liz Harris. So to put it in a nutshell, in 2019, mm -hmm. I was asked to run for state legislature. And I'm like, wow, I could have my name on the ballot with, you know, someone prestigious like Donald J. Trump. Yeah, I'll yeah, do that. Sure. So I am a Republican and mm -hmm. I ran in 2020 under, you know, the Republican planks, you know, border security, law and order, pro-life, all the school choice, all those great things. Mm -hmm. And then came um, November of 2020. And I think like many people, not only did I lose my election, but I'm like, how did President Trump lose Arizona? Arizona yeah. had a 96 mile car rally. That doesn't make sense. So then I'm the one who actually started a lot of the canvas operations throughout the right. country where we went to people's doors and we just asked them not who did you vote for, but what method did you use to vote? And we found great inconsistencies. And then before you knew it, just about every state in the country was doing canvassing until the Department of Justice wrote a letter to the Arizona Senate saying, whoa, you got to stop this canvassing. Uh, you're discriminating. You're violating the Civil Rights Act of 1967. And I'm like, what? We're going to everywhere. How are you doing that? <laughs> you're, you're trying to say, well, what I think it is, is that a lot of the uh, ballot muling and the ballot mm -hmm. stuffing, I think, unfortunately, a lot of um, minorities may be used. Mm -hmm. And so I think they felt we were targeting those areas when the truth of the matter is we were we were asking everyone. It didn't matter. Well, I, I think they just didn't want you to uncover the election fraud. But, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then um, because of that letter from the Department of Justice, the canvas information was not included mm -hmm. in the um, Arizona Senate audit report. And there were a lot, there were a lot of shenanigans going on behind the scenes mm -hmm. during that Arizona Senate audit 
we didn't know it until after the fact, but um, it, it's just really interesting because after the canvas, I, I saw from the canvassing period until today, mm -hmm. people that I really put up on a pedestal that I admired, um, all of a sudden they're coming out with these horrible things that I took money to do the canvas, not true, mm -hmm. that the canvas was flawed, flawed not mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's amazing. And it's, it's funny because you, you learn pretty quickly who your friends are. So in 2022, I re-ran for state legislature, but it was entire, it was an entire different scenario. Mm -hmm. Now I was running on election integrity, election reform, and everyone, all of the establishment Republicans said, Liz, you can't run on that. That's a taboo <laughs> subject. And I'm like, that's not what I'm hearing the people say. Wow. <laughs> so right. I won my election. But it was allegedly such a narrow victory that they had to do a recount on me. So first on November 8th of 2022, Arizona had all the printer issues and the tabulator issues. But then just to top it off, they would not tell me if I was the winner until December 29th. That's when wow. we got the judge ruling from Katie Hobbs on who the real winners were. <laughs> so Jeez. anyway. I was, um, I, I basically put out a public statement November 17th of 2020 that we needed a new election here in mm -hmm. Arizona. So even though I was the presumed winner, I still said we need a new election yeah. with everything that happened. So I get sworn in January 9th of 2023. All I want to do is get everything imaginable on the record for election reform. Like all mm -hmm. the things that go wrong in our elections, have people come in and testify, run bills that strengthen our election system. So I had 12 bills and I was super excited. And then at one point, someone presented to me, here's an opportunity, you could do a joint hearing. I went to the Speaker of the House, the Senate President, they gave me permission. And it's like, I wanted to hit that staples button. That was easy, but mm -hmm. I didn't have one. But anyway, and I got this joint hearing. And then there were speakers that were sent to me by someone else. And two and then three of the speakers of five couldn't make it. So I was scrambling for speakers. Mm -hmm. I was told that I couldn't have certain people because they were too controversial. So then I had someone come in that nobody had heard of. And she and her partner said that they had a few things to present on backdoor portals into the Maricopa County computer system, which I felt was very apropos because mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you remember this, but back in the Senate audit, you know, they didn't want to give us the spunk logs or the yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, wait a second, there's someone testifying to the backdoor portals. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is huge. Mm -hmm. So there was, and she's testifying, not me. And she also I, I saw that testimony. It was on the uh, cartel yeah. related issues. Is that, yeah. But they, yeah. The, they testified to a lot more. So yeah. then the second thing was um, ballots and vans and mm -hmm. cash outside mm -hmm. a particular residence of, of the family that had access to these backdoor portals. So it kind of, it kind of all gelled. So, mm -hmm. Everyone originally was given an hour, half half an hour for presentation, half an hour for the legislators to ask them questions. And then I shortened it down to 20 minutes because 
I, I had a shortage of speakers and then Senator Borelli was trying to throw people on me. So mm -hmm. I was kind of doing a lot of this single handedly um, just because I like I'm just going to say mm -hmm. it got back to me that Senator Rogers had said Liz is using this hearing to grandstand or something. And mm -hmm. I'm like, what? No, yeah. I'm just trying to get more and more and more on the record to help with this legislation. So the 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 hearing happened. And then um, I knew as it was happening, I'm like, I, I said to myself, I can't believe they're not shutting this down. Mm -hmm. Not because I had any knowledge of what all that they were going to say. I was just like, kind of like, I was, mm -hmm. I personally was thinking Wendy Rogers would gavel it down or Ken Bennett. Well, mm -hmm. he kind of showed his expression. And why would, why would they be needing to do that? Because it wasn't credible well, or what? Because, okay. So there, so two things I did tell Jacqueline Berger, mm -hmm. I said, do not bring any religion into this. Mm -hmm. Now that's me and that realtor cap that I wear. We have a mm -hmm. code of ethics all mm -hmm. religions are equal like mm -hmm. and i also said don't bring any legislators in it into it because we're not supposed to um we're not supposed to defame them in right like we're not supposed to to defame one another there, right. there's some right. rule on that so and and the stuff that had to do with election integrity um mm -hmm. it didn't it didn't have to do with if, if there was any wrongdoings there, but what I, what I think Berger was trying to say, and this is the, these are the the dots that many mm -hmm. people connected. Mm -hmm. Look at all these people who don't want to change the laws on and have election reform, and the things that they may be involved in, and further investigation is needed. Yeah. So that's that's what I think it is. So why they expelled me? is they got a hold of text messages and I had my ethics hearing. There was mm -hmm. no like period where like they had me. Did they subpoena uh, the text messages from the no, companies or that somebody else gave them to them? This is the weirdest thing. Uh -huh. Like at first I didn't know. Yeah. They had a deadline for me to submit everything. The day after the deadline, Representative Rachel Jones said, you know what, Liz, I want to come in and testify to you for you for you mm -hmm. and then i asked a, a house member joseph chaplick um rachel jones would like to testify for me he goes sorry you missed the deadline too late mm -hmm. nope we can't have her yet on the day of the hearing they at they took away 10 of my exhibits mm -hmm. and they added their own exhibit and it was my text messages so when i get it like they they wanted to create that shock for me so mm -hmm. when I get the packet, I'm looking through it. I'm like, yeah, these are things I wrote, but there was no preparation time. If I right. had known I was going to be defending my text messages, it would have been a very- Were, were these on, sorry to interrupt, but were these, so these weren't emails, these were text messages. They were text were they, messages. Were they on a government phone or what? No, they're on a personal phone. Well, how did they get them? Oh, <laughs> are, you, are you ready for me to throw yeah. people? Under the bus whatever you i mean i'm just trying to get um, to the truth it's up to you so before so february 23rd happened mm -hmm. i was literally because there was so much mention of cartel and the next thing i know is you got katie hobbs and these memes of the sinaloan cartel that was never ever mm -hmm. anyone's objective i mean was there any credibility to those reports 
I think time will tell. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to say yes or no. I think time mm. will tell. I think 2024 is the year of exposure. Yes. Um, so I was literally scared. I was mm -hmm. very scared. I didn't know what was happening. Mm -hmm. um, I did send a text message out. Like I felt like that day when I left the Capitol, I was trembling. Um, I felt as mm -hmm. though I'd never be returning, like either whatever. Mm -hmm. So, um, so all that went down and then um, between the, then I was put under a lot of pressure by the speaker of the house to answer to reporters. And it was kind of what I felt they wanted me to do was tell the reporters that Thaler and Breger were delusional and frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what, so then um, it's people, it's people on our side who are very famous podcasters. They all at once started saying, Liz, you've, you've been set up. And I panicked and I had two mm -hmm. statements and I, my, the statement that I wrote and the statement that one of the legislators who's an attorney wrote, and because I was getting so much pressure, I put out the harsher statement, mm -hmm. essentially that these claims, like it, it wasn't super kind to Taylor mm -hmm. and Breyer. I'll mm -hmm. admit that. It wasn't the statement I really wanted to put out, but sometimes mm -hmm. when you're under that pressure- No, it's emotion, yeah. You have to make a decision. Sure. Uh, hindsight, I would have put my statement out. Mm -hmm. So on March 6th, this gentleman by the name of Lyle Rapaki gets on the phone with John Thaler and Mark Fincham is on that call. And Mark Fincham introduces, I think for the first time, John Harris Thaler to Lyle Rapaki as the, because Mark Fincham had been talking to John Harris Thaler for months. Mm -hmm. The first time I talked to John Harris Thaler was just, four days, three or four days before the hearing. First time I talked to Jacqueline Berger was four days before the hearing, four to five days. Okay. So Lyle Rapaki and Mark Fincham were telling Thaler, this is what I'm told. We've got to, it, it was kind of like, we got to protect Liz and we've got to show the timeline that where Liz hadn't known you for months on end. And this mm -hmm. whole thing wasn't planned. So John Harris Thaler, did give Lyle Rapaki the text messages on okay. March 6th. Whoa, wait, wait, this is good. What happened immediately after they had the text messages? They were like, we've got her. Mm -hmm. And then they filed, uh, the Democrats filed the ethics complaint. And what was the reason they said they, they have you? Because in the text messages, I was parroting, even mm -hmm. though I felt I was kind of getting all the speakers together. And I had like a, a personal, a mm -hmm. personal friends on the side, helping me with, mm -hmm. you know, lining up the outlines and who put a presentation in. Like I, I didn't have my office staff doing it because I, maybe that was my state mistake. Maybe I should have had my office office staff member. Yeah, you wanted it. to be personally involved. I get it. Yeah. Right. So, and I didn't want anything eliminated or anything sure. lost. Right. So, um, so anyway, so I had all that put together and then, um, okay. So some of these text messages were things where I was parroting what either Ben Thomas staff, speaker of the house, Ben Thomas staff members were telling me, like, if we need all presentations by noon mm -hmm. the day before. So 
when I asked Jacqueline Greger, so I asked everyone for a title, everyone who's speaking, I didn't just, what's your title? I got mm -hmm. titles from everyone. When I asked Greger, she put the name. explicitly told me, do not use any names. We don't want to attract the wrong type of media. So when Jacqueline Berger sent me the name, I said, we don't want any names. We don't want to attract the wrong type of media. So the, 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 when I was in my ethics hearing, they were spinning that. Mm -hmm. And like what I should have said was, wait a second, that right there was what Sonny Borelli had said in a joint meeting with other witnesses. Mm -hmm. Another example, would be um, at the same time all this was happening, John Harris Thaler sent me something about the tax scandal with the LDS church, but mm -hmm. he was just sending that to me as a point of information, not anything to do with the presentation, but they yeah. saw that. Then another thing is like those like a butt dial that was like a really short recording. And they're like, you sent a recording to John Harris Thaler. The next day I showed them that that recording was just a butt dial. Like I didn't get any, it's just, if yeah, you get, that yeah. ethics hearing, they just spun every little thing. Somebody or some people wanted you out and they found a reason. And they when, when they got me out, it was yeah. also the 12 election integrity bills. Gotcha. So let's move on to something more positive. Tell Sorry. us about what's been, no, 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 that's good. I wanted to get that out. So people understand. So you have had some recent small success. Tell me about that. So one of the 12 bills was heard yesterday in committee. Mm -hmm. So it was rerun by representative Corey McGar. He gets a thumbs up. There's not a lot of the Republicans down there that I could give the thumbs up to, but Corey mm -hmm. McGar, yes. So it's essentially a bill to change the way election contests are heard in the state of Arizona. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you the synopsis. Mm -hmm. It gives, instead of rush, so as soon as the election is over, we had like this 10-day window. It expands that to a 20-day window, and people say, well, that's counterintuitive. Uh, it's not. Mm -hmm. um, so the judge has to set the court date within 20 days. And the reason that that time frame was expanded is because we've, the plaintiff who's challenging the election, you've got to get your ducks in a row and you've got to get everything properly prepared. So in that preparation or like a discovery, because right now we don't have a real discovery. Mm -hmm. um, we, it's going to allow, this is HB 2472. It's going to allow all physical ballots to be inspected, all physical, all ballot images to be inspected, the envelopes to be inspected and the electors registration records to be inspected. So that's one thing. Then if this case is lost, instead of going through all these appellate courts, we're asking for it to go straight to the Supreme Arizona Supreme Court, where the appeals are done within 10 days, response in five days, response in three times. So 
then the time gets shortened because right now the Supreme Court um, and some of these other courts, like in the Abe Hamaday case, it's like a year and we still yeah. don't have a verdict. So even though we're opening it up to 20 days and we shorten it and it allows us to depose up to 10 people. Um, now everyone can say, well, is your governor, even if it gets through the floor mm -hmm. and through the Senate, is the governor going to sign this? And I'm just going to let the world know because I haven't been very vocal about this. Mm -hmm. Katie Hobbs did sign one of my bills shortly after I was expelled. Now, it didn't mm -hmm. have anything to do with election integrity, but if she could sign a Liz Harris bill, miracles mm -hmm. happen. Sure. So um, it may not get through Katie Hobbs, but at least we're getting the information out there. And in all the testimony, um, as far as what the problem, you know, on the Municipal Oversight and Elections Committee for the Arizona House, there are actually three Republican attorney legislators. So they fully understand the value of this bill. And you know what? Should they not win their elections this November? Mm -hmm. they, they can with these new um, with these new provisions, if this were to become a law, um, they would have a really good business in election contest challenges because my understanding is we have a shortage of attorneys who are even willing to pick up those cases. Of course, that's across the country. So um, let's stay, uh, I guess, in the present. What what what's going on in Arizona GOP politics right now? I mean, there was a new chair. You want to talk about that at all? Oh yeah, fun stuff. <laughs> okay, so because this, there's been a narrative put out there in some of the conservative media, and I'm, I just want to give you a chance to respond. Oh yeah, so the one thing you'll get from me is always mm -hmm. the truth as I know it, and mm -hmm. if I'm ever mistaken, I will correct the record. Mm -hmm. So I had this in the back of my mind, but because I get a lot of intel every day, a lot mm -hmm. of people text me stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, back sometime last year my memory did fail me on when this was, but back last year, I got a message, call me. So I mm -hmm. called a very good trusted friend and she said that she had had a lunch meeting and that the plan, and this is many months ago, mm -hmm. the plan was come January, 2024, that Jeff DeWitt would resign, chairman, AZ GOP chairman, Jeff DeWitt, who was Trump and Carrie Lake endorsed, was mm -hmm. going to resign and was going to be replaced by a woman who has fought for election, uh, fought, fought for election integrity for decades, mm -hmm. Shibota. Mm -hmm. Now, every time that I watch Gina speak, I'm like, she's not talking about the right stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, she's protecting Senator Ken Bennett. Like I, I, I saw enough things to know. Yeah, she's not she's not with what needs to be done for true election reform and it's really simple that's it mm -hmm. right there mm -hmm. and she she never spoke to that and mm -hmm. so i kind of you know i just kept that in the back of my head okay so then come the release of the carrie lake audio that released i think it was like a week and a half before the state meeting so I, I did have knowledge that that was going to re be released maybe like the day before. Um, so I listened to it and I actually got on interviews saying, wow, 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 because I had forgot about that lunch meeting. Mm -hmm. Wow, wow, wow. Like I said, Carrie Lake, wow, she's done the right thing. I'm so happy. I'm so proud of her. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then again, not 
putting all the pieces together quick enough. Mm -hmm. Maybe I need to take some more ginkgo biloba. <laughs> but um, a woman called me on January 10th. So now I'm going backwards a week. And she said, Liz, I'm feeling really uncomfortable with what happened. My husband, a Marine veteran, was asked to give up his state committeeman spot so that they could make room for Gina Shibota because they want her to run for national committee woman, which is mm -hmm. a very, very different position than right. chair. And that election is not until April. So when I looked at all the data and how they illegally forced Gina Shibota, there was no vacancy. They're trying to say there was a vacancy and she filled it at an old address she lived at. I'll explain it because mm -hmm. I think our mutual friend Dan wants me to explain it. Mm -hmm. In November of 2022, many of us entered into our LDs as elected precinct committeemen. Then we held elections for who amongst us we wanted to be state committeemen. They are both elected positions. So Gina Shibota was an elected PC and an elected SC state mm -hmm. committeeman in legislative district eight. A few months after that, she decided to move to legislative district four. And what happens when you move, you lose your precinct committeeman status as elected mm -hmm. and you have to apply to become an appointed PC in LD four. And she did that. Mm -hmm. Well, then when my understanding was she wanted to be national committee woman. Well, she lost her state committeeman status. So she had to find a place to become a state committeeman. So this woman who called me showed me the documents that she received, which was Gina Shibota's um, address at her original house because she held that as a, as a rental. Mm -hmm. Gina's driver's license at the original address plus a legal opinion mm -hmm. that Gina could technically do this, but it could be challenged in court. But technically, yeah, we could probably make it happen. So then you've got the county chair and the legislative district chair of LDA looking at this legal opinion. So they asked to have this woman's husband create a vacancy to put Gina Shibota in because she was a better choice as national committee woman than some of the alternatives. Mm -hmm. So again, I'm forgetting about that lunch conversation. Yeah. Okay. So then two days before the election for a state chair, because Jeff DeWitt resigns. Over right. Right. Two days before the, the, uh, the, the chairman election, all of a sudden the word is out that Trump, president Trump called Gina Shibota, and kind of like begged her to run for state chair. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm like, wow, we all thought she switched gears to national committee. Like, or we all thought she was running for national committee woman. And this whole SC thing we had till April to figure out what the heck was going on. So you think it's a bait and switch essentially. So, so I, I still didn't catch on until yeah. that friend said, do you remember Mm -hmm. When I told you last summer mm -hmm. that this was the plan all along and she reminded me and then it was like my mm -hmm. uh, aha moment. 
So the, let me ask you, let's pause there because I want to come back to that. But Carrie Lake, the recording, um, how was that released? Do you have any, who recorded it and how was it released? And they waited a long time for a specific time. So it was 11 so, months. Yeah. Right. And um, who released it? Well, was I, it her I, phone? I, was it her recording? Do you know? Or was so, it? This is one thing that's very interesting. Mm -hmm. All throughout my knowing Carrie Lake, her husband, Jeff, has always been there with the camera recording mm -hmm. her every step of the way. And if you look at a lot of pictures of Carrie Lake, go back like a year and a half ago, she's almost always mic'd up. I mm -hmm. don't think I've ever, like now we look at this. Mm -hmm. She's got this small little lapel mic. It's usually white and it's right here. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think, and you know, I can't blame her like, sometimes i want like that body cam yeah a lot of people do that yeah, sure. yeah yeah and um and just so that you know our republican legislators are trying to change arizona so that it is no longer a one party yeah of course yeah. Right, right okay so i think she's always mic'd up so i would imagine it was her tape gotcha. i don't know that for sure um, i was just curious about that so back to gina shibota so she becomes the chairwoman of the Arizona GOP, correct? Correct. And so, in my opinion, but I'm not an attorney. So, um, and there was video of, and I, I'm coming at this just so our audience knows from a, a non, a, a lack of knowledge, I should say, of Arizona politics. I mean, we're very deep in Georgia and Florida, but not Arizona, personally in Arizona, but I know people like you and Dan and, and others. But so what's going on in the, Arizona GOP because you see videos of people booing Carrie and uh, what is all that about? All right. So the booing came from different factions. The mm -hmm. first faction is there is a, a group of the, I'd call them establishment Republicans. Mm -hmm. They just absolutely can't stand Carrie Lake. Mm -hmm. um, at the county meeting a few weeks prior, Carrie Lake uh, was able to play a video and they were demanding that Sheriff Mark Clam, who's running against her for U.S. Senate for the state mm -hmm. of Arizona be heard. And so I think it was the Mark Lamb supporters that booed her in combination with people who were aware of this forced state yeah. committee and status for Gina Shibota and that she was endorsing Gina Shibota. Because I just want to remind everyone that just a short year ago, Jeff, De, um, Jeff DeWitt was endorsed by Kerry Lake and President mm -hmm. Trump, and we see how that worked out. So yeah. now, once again, Kerry Lake and Gina and uh, President Trump are endorsing Gina Shavoda, and we're all supposed to jump to joy that, you know, they're picking out the right candidate for the state. <laughs> well, I mean, I've been very vocal that, you know, Trump's main failure, in my opinion, is lack of good personnel picks and, you know, who knows the background behind that? Because it's completely opaque into that whole organization. Um, and I'm pro-Trump, but I mean, it's it's a uh, um, it's a problem. It needs to be addressed, and we have to talk about it. Otherwise, it's going to keep happening, in my opinion. Um, what else, uh, Liz? Do you want to get out? Because I need to wrap up. But um, what ahead. I really want to get out is that the solution: all 50 states, state by state. That this is it, folks. Yeah. This yeah. is it. This is constitutionally sound, whether mm -hmm. it's the U.S. Constitution or your most state constitutions. We're not supposed to have this like football long season of voting. 
Yes, exactly. All I have done, and I'm not the only one, like day after day, no grift, no money, mm -hmm. is research all of the things that go wrong in the election system. When the mail-in ballot was instituted, which, you know, ironically, Arizona was the second state in the country to pick it up in 1994. Mm -hmm. So originally, I thought we had the safest mail-in ballot system. And now I'm like recognizing maybe we don't. <laughs> maybe hello yeah, yeah. And, and you know okay so then when i i just want to talk about united states postal service who mm -hmm. i've always loved you know getting a letter i think it's 64 mm -hmm. 65 cents now getting a letter across the country for 65 cents that's a bargain yeah but when like in in all my research like the um the the police reports of like ballots being found under yes. rocks where they were literally siphoned from people's mailboxes. And the yeah. reason I know that it's all the same mail carrier out. Well, when it's all the same mail carrier out, do you think maybe the person delivering the mail had something to do with it? Was any investigation done? Did that make the news? When you mail out 4 million ballots and there are only 2 million registered voters, were those extra ballots? Well, that's happening in Florida because they're coming back, somehow getting harvested on the way back and then voted. Because well, they're being sure. sent to bad addresses, you know. Let me tell you what's really bad here in the state of Arizona. And we've complained about this mm -hmm. for years, and it's still legal. So someone who identifies as a United States postal worker, does, doesn't have to have ID, can come in with an unmarked car into a voting center with a tray of ballots and drop them off at any voting center. Wow. And the the poll inspector and the poll marshal no questions asked you accept those ballots because we cannot deny anyone their vote now so when i when i you know you combine these stories of ballots under rocks and mm -hmm. some postal workers who may be postal workers and may not be postal we don't know it's it's weird we're just playing infiltrators or criminals. The one day one vote i'm sure you know it's voter id required um, smaller precincts to reduce the lines, to reduce the number of ballots you have to count, hand count paper ballots, get rid of these machines and only have the absentee ballot, military disabled, anyone who cannot vote locally. Voting should be local. And when you do the counting, I always say put it all under camera, just the counting, not the actual voting, and then have the winners announced that night. It's yeah. not that difficult. Well, it is if you want to steal elections, but <laughs> Liz, where can people find you social media wise? Um, social media wise, I'm on Twitter, Liz Harris, MBA, all other social media. I'm vote Liz Harris, even though I'm not running for anything. Thanks so much for your time. We'll have you back. Thank you so much. All right.